This is the Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut. Every Wednesday, you'll be chilling with me and my guests, who are some of the quirkiest, geekiest people we can find on the internet about how they do money and life. Sit back, relax. We are a few days away from the weekend. Welcome to Chill Swift TFC. It is very dangerous to turn your passion into a career. It forced me to go in all your life. And I'm like, well, I mean, 1 plus 1 equals 2, right? So I went in, then 1 plus 1 equals like 4.5. I'm just like, wait, what's, what's going on? Like, all these extra things, you know? <laughs> Welcome to Chills with TFC, where we sit down with the geekiest, quirkiest individuals to learn about how they do money and live. I'm your host Reggie aka Your Chief Financial Coconut and today I'm bringing on a friend of the show. She's been around right? If you have been around you would have seen her right? But I don't know how many of you realise that she is actually the storyteller behind famous Finlit comic The Simple Sum and she even started a podcast Keep It Simple while she was there lah. But die liao, die liao because I already say right? I'm the last one standing. You shouldn't join the space right? You can join me. <laughs> But yes, as a fellow content creator with Vibe, and she's someone that learned her personal finance thing along the way, right? She became wiser about her money over time. But she have she has left it all, right? She is a traitor. <laughs> But more importantly, she left to pursue her dreams, which honestly can be quite wild, right? But I will leave her to share with you what she's trying to do. So, welcoming Soap X Simple Sum. Yeah, this is everything also must X, right? This is Chill Swift TFC. Finally on the house, right? Like yeah. in the house. Yeah, so uh, introduce yourself. Very happy to have you in the show. Woo! Yeah, woo! thanks for having me. Uh, I mean, you already know me, la, but for people who yeah, don't know me, people, then um, quick introduction, I guess. My name is Sophia, but my friends call me Soap. Mm-hmm. Even Reggie calls me Soap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, we friend, right? Yeah, la, we friend. Right? <laughs> we're very chummy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. so mm-hmm. quick background, I guess. I studied audiovisual tech, so like audio engineering in poly. And then now I'm in uni and I'm doing linguistics. But like career-wise, I've just been like a writer all my life. Mm. Just writing different things all over the place. So, yes. Anything else you want to know about me? No, I, I think people <laughs> need to know that you're the voice behind Keep It Simple. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah Sorry, yeah, that's why I'm here, actually. Like, hello, Sorry, I was just about to be like, PSLE, I got so, one no, for no, you're fine. Control all yourself. Control <laughs> yourself. <laughs> right, so Soap yeah. is the voice behind yes. Keep It Simple Correct, and yes. she writes for... Uh, TSS in the past used to the yes simple sum yes the podcast was like a labor of love for mm, me mm, yes yeah that's why now the quality not so what the hell cannot say like that no 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 nor nor yes no tell us how, they, how, how do you mm. build keep it simple yeah. um it was really just a suggestion that I made like I just had a an intrusive thought at work and I was just like very interesting. You know, it was incredibly <laughs> intrusive. It changed my whole workflow <laughs> and my role. <laughs> so so I was just, you know, like just doing... So originally, I just wrote the articles, did the copy and whatever. And then one day I was like, oh, well, I think it would be really fun if we had a podcast just talking about how we're also not that great at finance. So yeah, so I just kind of pitched it to my boss. At that time, she was also thinking about a podcast. So when I said it, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if we had like, a podcast and she was like do it and I was like huh <laughs> so yeah, so then we started putting it together Very, it, it, it wasn't really last minute it was just like oh we were all very excited about it so we just kind of 
put together in a very scrappy way. I and I and I liked it. Hmm. I it liked was, it too. It was so scrappy that you can hear it in the audio quality <laughs> in season one. <laughs> but I but I really love season one. It was like the first thing we ever did like that. And I was just like, oh. What's so fun about fun. season one? Like who's the best guest? What's the most memorable? Oh, the thing about season one was that we didn't have any guests. Oh! <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, okay, if okay, I, okay. If I misremember, please don't come after me. But it was really just me and my co-host. And we were just like, let's not pretend we know everything. That was our angle. Uh. So we just go and we talk about our own fine answers which is like oh well these are my experiences these are like your experiences then we just learn from each other so from the very start it was very fun season one because it was just us i think we did it over circuit breaker Mm. so we didn't even record like like this right now this is a luxury by of the course, way of course you see it's, it's not telling right yeah. the set yes everything yeah so we did it over like google meets la. So, <laughs> and then okay. and then we had to be like you okay you didn't even do like stream yard or like or like something we didn't even do that we were just like okay la, google meets can la. we just record from record from my side record from your side uh, then we just uh, like uh, well, I put it together, put it together. afterwards okay, in okay, post-production. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, oh, it's so hard, but like, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. scrappy, but I loved it very much. I know, I know I know, I went on your show and then you guys were saying like, oh, you know, someone else came. Was it Ben? Ben came on the show and asked you why you never signed media release form or something like that. Something like that, like, yeah. Oh, John, yeah, the, we were just guy. like, we were really just like, yeah, no, no, we can do it. Just, just like that, do that. And then everyone's just like, then what about this? this, this? Then we're like, oh, I thought we just... Okay, <laughs> yeah, we didn't think about that, but now we now we're thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair. Yeah, but yeah. now you're now you're out. Now you're yes, out. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Yeah, so so that that's how the podcast started. And then season two we started like trying to make it better. So then mm. I wrote a jingle. That was the first song I ever wrote. Oh you properly. wrote the, you, you wrote the jingle for that's it. That's me singing. Oh and, and my friend Amanda so Ongo is doing jingle. You You're gonna write for us. <laughs> Can we talk about money? Okay, okay, yeah, later, later, later. <laughs> how did that kind of develop over time right because eventually mm. it became like oh we started having gas yeah. and then we started having commercial value ah, you know so, so it gets more harder and harder more yes. complicated we had to grow yeah. up la, really yeah, quickly because yeah, yeah. it's not like we had like a year break a year's break between seasons it was really just one after the other so we had to just constantly keep planning as we were recording the previous episode we were just like oh yeah time to like start thinking about what we want to talk about next season you know so b- basic things i guess i think you already know that like mm. you know maybe you have a theme or you have guests in mind because mm. you have like questions we we start always from a point of like curiosity from ourselves so like things that i don't know about I'm, like i would love to talk to an expert about this you know mm. Mm. so then that's how we just slowly started reaching out and put together the show <laughs> thank you thank you yes yes but but you have since left yes right, you have since left and uh yeah ultimate question is uh why why do you why do you leave mm. you know what 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 pushed you away or what pulled you elsewhere you know what what was what oh. was the ideas behind because i thought it was yeah. great you know yeah, yeah yeah and then after you leave then left us you know like we're the only yes yes, yes. longest running I, show at this point in time yeah la, i mean i didn't want to i wasn't planning to to leave but a job opportunity came up and it was like a very violent pull because I, I saw the posting i was like <gasps> Well, well, I guess I need to like rethink my whole life now. Like, <laughs> no, I was really yeah. To, to be honest, I was very settled in in my previous job. But yeah, then I when thought I, you were very settled it, too. I was like, yeah. yeah, I can see myself doing this for a long time. And just as I thought that, then the the new opportunity rose arose, and I was just like, oh man. <laughs> so that that was really the the main reason. If it had been like 
any other sort of job posting like like the same like copywriting or branding i wouldn't have gone because why would i go to something that's like the same thing so it was actually in a whole new industry gaming <laughs> Whoa, okay, yeah because. yeah so, so how you why why gaming how do you oh, end up there well i mean so basically, I've always wanted to to do. Wait, so basically, it's nothing to do with TSS, right? No, not, nothing like, at all. Seriously, yeah, it was yeah. It was really the email. Yeah, it was really just the the pull factor was way too strong because okay, okay. games, and it's because I've always wanted to do to like get into games development. And actually, I think about five to six years ago, before I joined TSS, like maybe a year before that, I was I was like auditioning. I was interviewing for a lot of jobs, and <clears throat> one of them was a game studio, and I was. Quite young back then, like, but I didn't really have a portfolio. But I still got an interview anyway. So I thought it was like amazing. And unfortunately, that job didn't come through because of salary reasons. So I was just like, oh, well, it's okay. How much did they pay? Oh, not much. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember. I don't uh-huh. even know if they're still, like, if that studio is still open. Mm. Yeah. So, so it's all, all a pack of lies, right? If you love playing games, you will love do, uh, creating games yeah, or that, something. Yeah, that, like that whole passion <laughs> thing we'll talk about later, I think. Okay, yeah, okay. so... So in a nutshell, I've always played games, right? As, since I was a kid and I I love writing creatively. That's like my first love. Poetry, prose, anything. So I always thought if I love playing games so much and I am halfway decent at writing creatively, then I think I can probably do well in a role like that. So I never really got the opportunity all these years because big studios, they always ask for like, oh, you need to be a screenwriter first, do TV, movies or something. The, the expectation is very high because... Triple A, man. Triple A titles okay. are always like, you know. Mm. So, never got the chance until this thing popped up. And I was like... Wait, so you're doing triple A titles now? No, it's not. Not that. like indie game. It's not. It's, it's, okay. not, it's not triple A. But, um, kind of fairly well known. But I, I can't, can't say anything I say about it. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I saw the job posting. I, I went for it because I felt like... I interviewed for it because I felt like I had nothing to lose. So, even if I got rejected, I would still have TSS. Ooh. jokes on me okay okay i okay. passed the interview Mm-mm. and got in and beat so many people so <laughs> i was like wait what? i actually went in just to like i told myself as i was going to the interview room, i was like oh no like, just just take it as like you're practicing your interview skills your social skills just go in there just be like crazy just be like, yeah i love i love this movie that movie i love this character that character i, just, I was just like very relaxed because i think i didn't put any pressure on it because I just thought, I don't think I'm going to get in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yes, okay. Yes, yes. Okay. So that's why I left. Um, Actually, before that, how about talk a little bit more about like, how do you get the, how do you get the career switch, right? Because now a lot of people talk about changing career yeah, and all that. Yeah, I, I really want to say that it's because I took some courses so we can just plug some skills future, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it didn't really happen <laughs> yeah, that way. So it that one out first. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sponsor never, never come in. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> haven't done this in a while. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. So for me, it was very unique. <laughs> Sorry, I cannot. I not me, not. just like loose <laughs> cannon. Just any hot talk. Just say only. Just say. Yeah, okay, yeah. Come, come, so come. Uh, for me, the the switch was. I think I was definitely luckier than most people because the company in question did not ask for high requirements. So it's not like they wanted you to be a screenwriter, stuff like that. They just wanted to see your portfolio. And I did. So I I think the the switch was easy for me because I was already very good at what they were looking for, which is writing creatively. So I had a... Yeah, I guess I had a portfolio. Then I just showed them my best work. So I was just like, yeah, it's this. But I mean, it wasn't commercial work. It was just personal projects. 
and they saw it and they liked my writing very much so then they called me in and then yeah you know when people ask me like oh career search very hard right i just like no not for me sorry <laughs> like i don't mean it in like a very like haughty like, facetious yeah, 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 way yeah, yeah, it's really yeah, yeah. just I don't know how to tell you. Like, I've been writing fan fiction all my life. So, like, let's <laughs> <laughs> put it out there, you know? Yeah. So, the career switch was very smooth for me. Okay. Because I was, by the time I started to, you know, put together my portfolio, I went in for this interview. I was already very confident of my own skills. Mm-hmm. So, I think that also probably helped the process to be like, yes, I've not done commercial work for creative writing before, but I can do it. Because mm. I'm good at it, you know? Yeah. Nice. But then that is like first step to transiting, right? Yes. And then once you're in a new industry, mm. specifically in, in gaming that yes. you're in, like how was it like, like mm. in that change, you know? Because oh, yeah, yeah. after a while, you're very used to a, a particular sure. workflow and everything. I was spoiled at TSS. Everybody was just very nice and the workflow was very smooth and, you know, you were very clear about like the pipeline, what it's like, what you have to do, what are your expectations and deliverables. I think for games, it's very chaotic and I think a lot of people know this, mm. you know, if it's not like stories from like America pouring out about like sexual harassment and stuff or, you know, then it's about bosses with big egos making things very hard or just very chaotic. Lah. So, you know, games development, some games over the years, they keep pushing back their launch date. So it's really chaotic. Everything is always in flux, even though everybody wishes it wasn't, you know. So uh, I had to had to learn really quickly, I think. Uh, my first day felt like I was thrown into the deep end. Like, I was just like, I came in just to write. Then, like, everything else is just so stressful and (laughs) very alarming because it felt even scrappier than anything I had ever done before. So that is the reality of games development, I think. People go in with that whole... I'm very passionate about games. I want to make games because I love games. But then the the structure, you know, everything, you know, w- without sounding like I'm like crapping on things right now, it, that you, is you just are, the... You are. I am, I am, but that is the reality of things. But yeah. I think uh, the place that I'm at is okay, like, quite well put together. La. Fair, fair. I mean, yeah. I mean, I just always find it funny, right? Like, I remember the DigiPen uh, tagline, like, if yeah. you love games, you will love creating games, but no. <laughs> I think they've always emphasized your love for a thing like you know in this case it's games but i i don't know i've never been to digipen so i don't know if they prepare you adequately for what it's gonna be like but yeah i had to learn a lot of things had to be very on the ball incredibly proactive and it gave me a lot of anxiety i think and and very quickly into this new job i realized that it is very dangerous to turn your passion into a career oh please share yeah i think it's because it gave me some I, I don't think it's a complex. Uh, I just think that it forced me to confront like who I was as a writer because, you know, you go in all your life. So, you know, all my life I've played video games, I'm good at writing, good at games. And I'm like, well, I mean, one plus one equals two, right? So I went in and then one plus one equals like 4.5. I'm just like, wait, what's, what's going on? Like all these extra things, you know? <laughs> so it was really like, I had a moment where I was like, Am I actually a good writer? I'm not sure anymore because I can't tell where where the the problem was. I was genuinely struggling my first few months. It was very dangerous because games was like a core part of my identity, I suppose. And I felt like I had to be good at it. If not, I'm not good at anything. So I really came to that point very early on. And I was just like, well, if I can't write games if my story ideas keep getting shot down and I can't do my job properly, then should I even still be a writer? So that was... Existential. Yeah, it was It was really quick. Just a matter of months, actually. So I really... Fun sing, you know? I was just like, at home, just like, 
should I be doing this at all? Like, did I make a mistake? I really was on the brink of like regretting my decision, oh. you know. G- give me a little bit more uh, colour into this whole like passion yeah. and turning your passion into... Because it's quite a cheesy mm. thing out there, it right? It is, you know? it is. It's very romantic, you yeah, know. Romantic. It's like, oh, if you... if you what, What's the quote? If you love what you do, you never work a day in your yeah, life. No, no you no. work double time <laughs> because you put so much pressure on yourself. And that is what happened to me. I put too much pressure on myself, I think. And I was like, this doesn't make sense because, again, good at games, good at writing, supposed to just... It should have been very simple, but it wasn't. And there was a lot of like, you know, self-image issues. Like my, my self-concept as a writer was like shaken very deeply. I was just like, oh man, if I, maybe I just shouldn't ever do this ever again, you know? So, so what do you do? To- I didn't want to quit. Obviously, I'm still there, so I haven't quit. <laughs> but uh, I I really forced myself to try and be, be gentler with myself. I tried to just kind of reason with myself. This is all like product of my therapy for over the last two years mm-hmm. um tell so me more, tell me yeah more. so so first i had to try and separate myself from the gamer and okay. so the writer like this is really just a job so that was the start of me realizing that there's no such thing as a dream job and that's fine so i started to just treat this very objectively not take it too personally you know because like I've never done this before I've never written anything like this before like yeah fan fiction but it's not the same thing you know it's not the same at all (laughs) (laughs) now Um, you're trying to create the fans yeah 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 yeah. I think that helped a lot but it definitely took quite a number of months to get used to it because every time something like went wrong or you know uh, an idea didn't go through I had to really like collect myself and be like this doesn't mean you're a bad writer. It just means you've never done this before. Playing games is not the same thing as writing games. Mm. It's not the same. Yeah, so a lot of self-talk consistently, like every day. Then eventually I just realized that if I keep seeing this as a dream job, because all my friends, when they heard about the the career switch, they were like, oh my God, it's perfect for you. And I was like, at first it felt really nice to hear. Then after that, I was like, stop saying that. It's not actually perfect for me. (laughs) It was really uh, turning into a bit of a nightmare actually because of all the pressure that I was putting on myself and on this job. So I had to release the pressure somehow, right? Mm. So that took a while. But, and, you, and you released yeah. it by reframing your thoughts around yes. a dream job. Yes. And um, it is much healthier to accept that there is no dream job. I don't want to make anything my dream job. It's just a job. What What is you a know? dream job? Or what was a dream job? Like how, how do you kind of look at it previously and like what has changed? To me, the idea of a dream job was really just something that I could slip into very easily. So, you know, I've been writing all my life. So that was to me like, I'm naturally good at this. And if I do this for a living, then everything will be very easy. I'll be very happy working. It's just very like fluffy and like romantic. And like, oh, you know, if you find the one, everything will be fine. No, you know, you have so many things to like work through. You know, if I use the analogy of living with a person that you think is the one. Then there's so many other things. It's not just like, oh, I love you, I love you too. It's just like, what about your habits in the toilet? You know, they squeeze from the middle of the tube and you squeeze from the end. Like, you know, what if that bothers you? So, so do you squeeze in the middle? The in the middle, I'm quite chaotic. <laughs> 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 uh, the more you know, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so it was very fairy tale, la, you know. But now, I don't want that for myself anymore so, so then what is the role of the job in your life now today right now it is to it's a good place to 
hone my writing for sure. I'm learning a lot of things, and I love to learn from my colleagues uh, how to how to pitch, how to present a story in a coherent way. LinkedIn post, yeah. <laughs> I would like to appreciate <laughs> yeah I mean I'm not gonna go into detail <laughs> lah, but you know right now it's just a job is a place where I where I earn money and and I learn the skills that I want to learn mm. the skills that I think are relevant to my career path I guess you know yeah okay fair 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 yeah. so then what is your path my path uh? <laughs> I was just thinking about this recently and I was thinking to myself you know if I didn't, didn't have this job anymore what was I gonna do and I realized that I don't want a path. Like, I don't want to have the the nine to six mm. thing anymore. If I leave, why? What? What's so bad or what's so sad about nine it's, to six? Okay, lah. It's not like it's not like bad. Uh, yeah, I don't think yeah, it's bad. Also. It's it's not. It's really just. I have nine to nine. Just saying. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> so it's worse. You're like oh, yes. always here. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 <laughs> okay, it's not bad to me. It's just that I realized that I do prefer doing other things. So like during the the time in the past two years, I've also while all this work stuff was going on, I was also working on like music. So girl does everything lah. <laughs> right, got poetry lah, you know, write music lah, write jingles lah, everything right. So yeah, yeah. please uh, include your email here. Honestly, <laughs> later we flash yeah, the can, can commission, can commission. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it really started after I wrote the jingle for Keep It Simple season two. Mm. So that was the first time I had ever written and completed a song. And I was like, wow, I can do it even though, okay, fine. To be fair, it was only 40 seconds. So anyone can write a 40 second song. I think. No, I'm not sure. you're wrong. Oh, okay. I'm dead sure you're wrong. <laughs> Just like when I first started, I believe everybody can host. I thought I was, mm, chua, like, <laughs> I'm wrong. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. But I train many, but All right. I'm, I'm still wrong. Okay, our worldviews yes, yes. keep our shifting world every day. Our worldviews keep shifting, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. so um, you know, in the backdrop of everything that was happening career-wise, I was just writing music and doing Circuit Breaker. There was a lot of time at home so I just kept experimenting lah. so I just wrote and I kept writing and then every time I finished a song I found that I didn't hate it so that's what I've been doing since that time mid 2020 I think I've released like four singles one of which is with a, a friend mm. who's also a musician who also backed me up on the keep it simple <laughs> jingle mm. yeah so you know recently I've been thinking about like what really gives me pleasure in life even career-wise like how can I make things easier and better for myself and I realized I need to take off the pressure from the 9 to 6 part of my life and put more energy into something that does not really drain me I mean it drains me but in a good way so I don't know how to explain it but try 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 I will what try what does it mean drain you but in a good way like I feel very fully engaged with the work of in this case songwriting because it is I started doing it as a way to express my feelings or to make sense of a situation and I didn't want to talk to anyone about it. So I was just like, I'll just go write about it. So it was very therapeutic, lah, I guess, you know. And I found that even though it, it did tire me out, it was something that I was constantly thinking about. I don't constantly think about my job. I don't think I ever thought about TSS like every single day, every hour. But in the back of my mind, even right now in this podcast... I'm thinking about my EP <laughs> that's coming out next month, uh, this month. Yeah. So, so when I was thinking about my career path, I was like, you know what? The best thing for me is if I am allowed to just create music and somehow live off of that, lah. But yeah. that's a tall order. It's very hard. Then this that becomes a job. It, nah. it will, yeah, it will become a job. And you know what? Maybe I will. Maybe end the up, cycle will repeat. Maybe I will end up hating, resenting it, it again. Yeah, yeah. they start dancing. 
Join like that. I just start doing everything. Pick up juggling, uh, fire dancing, join the circus. Just try everything, you know. Yeah, then yeah. that'll be the next your next valve. You yeah. Know? Your, your next yeah, correct. Loose. I'm very hesitant to to call, you know, being a musician a dream job as well mm. for, for this very reason, lah, you know. Yeah. Are you are you annoyed that I never kill you about the EP? Huh? <laughs> no la, I'm not annoyed. It's, but, I, but I only found out today. Yeah, like like today, twenty like, minutes when, ago. When, or something. Yeah, a few minutes ago when we, when yeah. we came to the studio, that that girl is releasing an EP, right? Yeah. So, so tell yeah. tell us, tell our audience, you know what what is this EP about? You know, uh, mm. and, and yeah, well, how how they can how can they support you in that sense? Oh, um, but don't make you too wealthy. If not, becomes a job, right? No la, then, yeah. For, becomes, I mean, <laughs> eh, eh, uh, this uh, is a complicated like, yeah, thing yeah, to yeah. think about. <laughs> like, I would love to be live off my my music, you know. Yeah, okay, so okay. Tell us the music. Yes. So, so the the song, the the EP, it's um four tracks. Uh, it's all about exploring. I think the the idea of love. I mean, I think that's what people typically write about. But also exploring the feeling of like grief or like capturing a a whole relationship for what it is and not what you want people to believe. So when I say that, I, I I'm thinking about people like. Taylor Swift or, you know, whoever. I think Taylor is the the best example because she writes all her songs about, of course, about love and relationships, but it's always like, this person hurt me, that's it. You know, it's very one that not really one dimensional, but it's just very clear cut that she's the victim in every song almost. I love her though. No, her. don't, don't. They're, you're gonna get cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the stands are gonna come and attack you. No, no, but no, as in like attack it's. Attack her. Share this video. Yeah, sure. You can attack <laughs> me if you want. Whatever. I'm, I'm no one. Like, what? <laughs> no, but um, I, I do respect her craft because that is what she wants to do with the narrative. Mm-hmm. So it's about storytelling you know and that's fine but for me i wanted to kind of like look at all possible angles of this story and just give like a very honest like you know this is what this is what it is this is how it made me feel at this point and it's not all bad it's not all good but you know it is it is what it is and so the the ep is about all those experiences la i mean it's okay it's only four tracks la Mm -hmm. so it's just a a prelude to the to the album next year, which Whoa. is much longer. How much are you gonna spend on this thing? Too much, <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. How how much? I seriously think it will. The album will probably go into like five figures, probably. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so I have to do a lot of like very careful like planning. I need to pace out the production also because I can't produce everything all at once. If not, I'm just gonna be like broke. <laughs> mm-hmm. So much for TSS. <laughs> TSS definitely gave you some gave me the foundation, the to, foundation. to not be a maniac and produce everything ah, all at once. <laughs> so okay, you know, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, well, I yeah, keep yeah. trying to like get you to say yeah, some shit about it. No, I'm invincible. You can't. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> okay, but, but what is your yes, yes, yes. monetization model? How are you gonna do it? Primarily, it's streaming on on platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, right? But that mm, one is uh, the the payout nothing. is not. I, yeah, unless a million people suddenly started listening to me today, then yeah, maybe got chance la, of just depending on the platforms. But because that's not possible, I don't really have that many listeners as well. I started a Patreon, which is like a platform for people to like subscribe to you. There are different tiers, so they can they don't have to pay like the maximum amount. It's just to 
uh, create like an alternative revenue stream, I guess. It is enough, I guess, right now. I'm very thankful because I already have like five patrons, I think. All of whom are my friends, but I'm still very grateful. And uh, yeah, so I thought that would be a good way to kind of like mitigate the financial loss mm, that mm. I will be experiencing in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> for uh, the everybody album. afraid the financial loss is going to come for the markets, but for you, it's no. Yes, no, it's already here. <laughs> We're going to throw it in. Yeah. Like, okay, gonna put our Patreon link here. I mean, if, if you guys yeah. like the songs, la, yes, yes, if you yes, don't yes, like yes. the song, then please, you don't have to, you know? Mm-hmm. like Yeah. So that's just uh, an alternative way for people to support me other than streaming the songs like all the time because it really takes a lot of streams before you start making like proper money mm-hmm. I guess yeah so that's yeah. what I've been doing cool. putting a lot of my time into it actually okay so sounds like you're doing you're doing a lot of stuff mm-hmm. you know and your plate probably is pretty full yeah right so having graduated from you know a financial media company yes what are some things that you still then hold close to despite all this like wow you got so many things to do maybe some people like yeah they, they hold a full-time job and then yeah. every other minute is investing you know or something and also so, so, there, there's a lot of finance element in their life doesn't sound like there's a lot in mm. your life so so what are some things that you still then hold close to the first one is definitely save before you spend that is always something that I do every month without fail mm. because at this point I can't afford to not save. Mm. Mm. <laughs> if I go broke, then that's it. <laughs> you know, um, it's like shop and save, right? Yeah. But actually, you must save first, then you can shop. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, as as enthusiastic as I am about like music, buying new equipment, or paying people to do my produce my songs, I need to save first before everything else. Yeah. So that's the number one thing, and it's very important to. Do your budgeting very, very carefully. Yeah. So the you know, the the typical budgeting method, the 50, 30, 20, that was one of the first few things I learned at TSS also that I still do. So it's super basic stuff, but mm. I think it No, no, please, yeah, please, please. Yeah. Because sometimes I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm very arbitrary and not as basic, but right. it doesn't it's not helpful. I'm not saying it from a perspective of like oh you know like basic <laughs> no 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 yeah uh, it's, it's just sometimes you get i get a little bit detached from mm. from it so mm. always happy to hear some yeah uh, like fundamental stuff you'll also yeah so that um save for you spend pay your bills first <laughs> uh, 50, 30, 30, also, oh, don't really have a lot of energy right it's just like oh, yeah, so basic yeah, yeah i not yeah but it's really it sounds like uh, you know like yeah i know this already but it's really that is the foundation. And if I don't have that foundation, then I can't do what I want to do. Yeah, so that's very important to me. And I think I've also learned all like all these all this time I've probably like picked up the the habit of being more proactive in like saying no if like my finances are like if they cannot take it, then I have to like say something. I can't just keep going along with my friends when they want to do things. And I'm just like, yeah. So so that I guess like, just give, a, give us with one money. give us one reason a story but, but I, oh. I love that having boundaries with money I think that's important yeah the most recent one is I think as recently as like two days ago actually she texted me and she was like oh I want to go to Bangkok next weekend for like a a film festival thing because there's a film that's being shown there that is not allowed in Singapore and I was like oh okay it sounds very interesting and I was very like then she was like yeah but the the flight tickets are gonna be like a bit pricier and and stuff and and then I was like, well, Bangkok is cheap. I thought that first. Then I was like, wait, I shouldn't be thinking this way. <laughs> then I looked at my finances. Then I thought about what I wanted to do in like, the next few months. Then I was like, cannot lah. Yeah. So then I told her, I was like, to be honest, I am broke. 
<laughs> like, as in like I will be you know once I start paying for, for all the production costs so I just told her no lah yeah and I think another same friend also she was also like she showed me her Christmas wish list then I told her like I will buy you a Christmas present next but year. not this month okay. yeah I'll buy you next month of February I just tell you first cause it's not that I don't want to buy you a gift it's just that I can't do it right now you know last time I would feel bad for for even like saying it but now I'm just like oh, la, these are my boundaries la. I really cannot do you want me to go broke for your Christmas present? Yeah. Oh, now you turn around and emotionally pressure. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. It was in my mind, but I didn't say it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I, I like that because I do think a, a big part of uh, spending or, you know, like how do you choose what to do, what to spend on, uh, it is influenced by the people around you. Yeah. Right? And sometimes yeah. like, it's, it's also quite fun, ma. you know, a bunch of people do together, yeah, like show sure. together. It's like, you know, sometimes yeah. doing it in a group is, is great, right? Mm. But doing it in a group, sometimes it's also hard to then negotiate what's the price point yeah. to go at, you know, yeah, what is comfortable. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha- having, yeah. Having, having the ability to then say, hey, sorry, uh, this one too pricey. Uh. Mm. I cannot. You know? Yeah. I, I think that's great. I think you, you've shared enough. A lot of uh, interesting things. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that she was going to release an EP. Surprise! So, so surprise! <laughs> great. I want to take the conversation down a very different path. <laughs> you know, but I thought like, well, this was this is way more interesting. So please support. Yeah. Uh, at, at least consume the EP. See if you like it. If you love yeah. it, you know. I have so, two singles already out on yes. Spotify that will be in the EP anyway. So okay, you can what, find me. The, where, where, where can they find you? Oh, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, um, any streaming platform that you can get your hands on uh, my artist name is Soap S-O-P-E and you'll see my face la. you'll see my face on Spotify so you'll know it's me yeah, la, that, I, that's I how love you how you have to like spell it out yeah no because <laughs> the, look last time I spelled it S-O-A-P okay and it caused a lot of confusion and a lot of bad jokes so I had to change it <laughs> although now funnily enough it, it still clashes with something else like S-O-P-E Soap is the name of like some some BTS like fandom ship oh, name shit. so you're gonna I'm not, I'm not the, gonna win the SEO war yeah, yeah, you're gonna lose to the Taylor fans correct they're gonna attack you for that no but and I love then, her and then, <laughs> then you know you're gonna lose to the BTS guys yeah. they're gonna be like who are you yeah. to get this right yeah. so, yeah. so uphill battle uh. yeah. but yes you'll find me on all the streaming platforms great great, great. In, <laughs> in closing do you have any last things amongst all these things that you have tried that mm. you know you feel like it's a it's a great first principle to think a little bit about that you want to share with everybody. Every time I meet you, I feel like you try a lot of things. Now, so. It's <laughs> so, Yeah, it's true. Uh, I do feel like I'm kind of all over the place in terms of like interest. It's not inherently a bad thing, right? Mm, it's, no, just yeah. a, it's just a situation yeah. that you're in, right? Yeah. So then, but then how does that then inform how you decide on things going forward? I think the one thing that I've taken away from like the past year or past two years is that you should always listen to your gut well that's for me la. I should always listen to my gut you know because there are certain things that give me a lot of pleasure and there are other things that give me like just an okay amount of pleasure and you know I need to remove the okay <laughs> yeah yeah I need to be sure about something and listen to that feeling so you know um, like music it wasn't really just a oh yeah I just happened to be like okay at it then I just want to try it it was really a if I'm writing a song it's going to be exactly the way I envision it in my mind. So chase your your great pleasures, I think. But responsibly, of course. Just because I love music so much and I'm doing an EP doesn't mean that I'm just throwing all my financial foundations and habits out the window. If it's something can be very good for you, but you have to be responsible with it. 
Yeah. Don't forget your longer term goals, lah. Yeah, lah, you, for you don't, sure. You don't yeah. mess, up, mess up the the long term game. Yeah, and if you if you mess that up, then you can't even do your whatever yeah. is giving you pleasure right oh, now. Yeah, yeah. So great, great. It's exciting, but don't get carried away by it, lah. So so that's me. That's my approach right now. Yeah. Nice. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Stay tuned all the way after these quick notes for our personal money question segment. Before that, I hope you've learned something useful today. Join our Telegram group, follow us on our socials, and check out thefinancialcoconut.com. So uh, what's the, f- the first question is, what's your best and worst investment you've ever made? The best investment I've ever made, I think, is probably... This is going to be very cheesy, but like in myself and what I want. So the past six months, I think, I've been, I've been saying yes to myself a lot more. And I'm not very used to doing that. So, you know, I, I've been doing things like going overseas, um, like twice in a matter of two months, actually. One of which was a planned trip, but the other trip was... Random. It was kind of last minute, but I feel like I really wanted it or like I needed it. So I think doing that, saying yes to myself um, in the big things and the small things, it has been very good for me. Because it's improved my relationship with myself. You know, you're not always like, no, you can't do that because you need to save. Or like, no, you need to do that because like, invest or whatever. It's very, instead of like a very overbearing parent constantly like grabbing your wrist and you're like, no, you can't do that. Now the relationship is more like, okay, well, if it really gives you pleasure, then just go for it. And I think it has changed my, not not changed my personality, you know, I'm still the same person. But it's just, I'm much more relaxed now. Mm. You know, like I, I, I know how to indulge when I can. And I think it's made me a much happier person. Yeah. But of course, you know, save before you spend. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Worst investment. I'm, I feel like the worst investment I ever made was like this, this purchase. It was not an impulse purchase. I have wanted a new keyboard. I had wanted a new keyboard for a while. I went on Shopee or whatever. Which keyboard? Like oh, it's gaming like a, or like it's like those clickety clackety ones okay, la. Then okay, I was just okay. like, oh, it looks quite nice. Then the color, like the color scheme, not bad. I was just like, okay. So, but I didn't realize that I should have probably looked at like the reviews first or something, or, or even you know go to those physical stores in Singapore and then just try it for yourself. Just bought it. I just bought it. I was like, oh, okay, like, it's right there. Horrible. It looked like the real thing. I'm not even sure to this day if it was the real thing, but at least it worked for like two days. Then on the third day, it died. Mm-hmm. I was just like. I spent like three figures on this. <laughs> I spent a lot of money on this, you know, so that was my bad. Lah. I, I have slowly moved away from buying electronics online. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, especially I the Shopee, Lazada, Taobao need things. to see the thing, yes, 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 touch yes, it, yes, yes. and then, and then it's invest. Different. It's different. Yes, so that would be my worst, I think. Cool. Okay, next question is, what is one thing under $100 that has been a game changer? Uh, I recently subscribed to this Substack uh, it's like this newsletter thing, right? So um, I know why it's a Substack. You don't got, think I live you in have Kampong, a... I, I never. He just tried put words in my mouth this whole time. I'm just like, no, deflect, deflect, deflect. <laughs> Character assassination. <laughs> <laughs> no la, Um. Yeah. So so Substack. I I subscribe to this psychologist's uh oh, newsletter. Wow. Yeah. Her name is Jessica Dor, and I think she does like tarot as well as psychology stuff she's a social worker i think so for the last two to three years i've been just reading her free content then recently in the last two months i made the decision to just like subscribe. it's just it's just five usd a month so i decided to put money into that to gain access to like all her 
she writes very frequently every week or every day actually yeah so so i made the investment and i started reading her everything and it's really helped a lot she's she's a very good she's very good at what she does uh so it, it's kind of like it supplements like my own self-care therapy and then i have the newsletter to like lean on when i'm like not doing anything in particular you know so it's a very good investment because it teaches me a lot of how to be human i guess jessica jessica door d-o-r-e uh her specialty is weaving in storytelling, folklore, legends, myths into psychology. It's very insightful. Okay, one last question. Other than Jessica Dora, <laughs> what is one place you learn that you think is underrated? Can be book, website, YouTube, mm. podcast, whatever. I think Twitter is a very good place to learn, even though it's very chaotic right now on Twitter. <laughs> L- like your reasons. career. <laughs> <laughs> if you can sift through all the the crap and the noise there's actually a lot of people on there who are who know what they're talking about yes. you know yeah. uh, in particular one local twitter user comes to mind his name is visa and he posts a lot of i don't know how to describe his content it's just very like productivity hacking or very insightful content that he produces it's not even specifically to like pitch a product or anything he's just sharing his thoughts on how he is calibrating his own existence nice. and what's the handle visa can v so v-i-s-a-k-a-n-v so that's him yeah and uh follow him for a while i learned a lot just by reading his his tweets and he tweets a lot so <laughs> a lot of good content uh but yeah i think twitter is a very good place to pick up things you just need to know where to look i think cannot just cannot just to anyone yeah, yeah, yeah. on That's twitter also so <laughs> i'm scared stuff there. yeah so people think of twitter as a very chaotic place but underneath all of that there's some gems that, nice yeah. nice nice thank you thanks yes. for coming on the show Love thank it. you for Love having it. me Woo! Woo! finally yeah finally. <laughs> <laughs>